1: Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, it's tuning in through our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could be with us as well. You know, we talk about all the time on this broadcast that inspiration can come from many places. And from our next guest we're going to have on the program, she was able to find inspiration literally right in her own family. We're excited to welcome Deborah Driggs to our program today. You all know her as an actress, but she's also now an individual who's been able to help bring to life the uh, the story written by her grandfather. It's called Son of a Basque. Mark Arietta was able to write this this story. We're going to talk to Deborah not only about what it was like for her to discover it, but now to literally share it with the world this year and to see the response to it. Deborah, thank you so much for the time. I really do appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for the time and allowing me to share the story. Thank you for having me.
1: You know, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So, Deborah, you've been able to have your your own career, if, even outside of now, of course, being able, able to help to share the story of Son of a Basque. I mean, people know you, as I mentioned, as an actress, also because of modeling, as an entrepreneur. What does it feel like now, though, this year to be wrapping up this year and to be sharing this this really inspiring story?
0: Oh, it's incredible! It's incredible! It just it really feels like a dream. I literally have been on a pink cloud to be able to now add published author to my resume my life resume is what I like to call it it's just it's an accomplishment and then to have it be something that really inspired me because of my grandfather's life that just like that's the double whammy that's the cherry on the on the sundae yeah
1: Deborah, I shared uh, with you before we went live here. I saw the TikTok video uh, that you posted on on Pub Day, um, and the excitement that you could literally see it on your face and definitely hear it in your voice. And and as he said, I mean, to be able to add author to what's already been an impressive resume is an amazing thing. But as I said in my introduction, you know, we all are looking for a reason to to not give up, a reason to have hope, a reason to have faith. And as I said, you've been able to find it right in your family. I'm curious, when you first discovered or found out about the manuscript, Deborah. did you find that inspiration was something that you did connect with, that the ideas that you yourself had as an individual, seeing that kind of play out in this story that your grandfather was able to write? Yeah, you know,
0: I I, I think... The first emotion that I felt when I started to take these typed papers that were sitting in a box for over 40 years, and I mean, imagine you open a box and you start to read something about a family member that you thought you had a close relationship with and now you're discovering them for the very first time. It was beyond emotional, I and then to, you know, try to put it together and piece it together was like a puzzle, and I realized I really did not know that much about him on a very deep level. You know, I realized he was my grandpa, and it was kind of a surfacy relationship, and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, you know, but this was a whole other layer And it made me realize and it put me on a mission to put a message out there that leaving behind clues for generations to come is so important because I I really learned so much about him. And it also made me realize that I should have taken the time, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I really wished I would have taken the time when all my grandparents were alive to really get to know them and know their stories and and have that information because it's very valuable.
1: And I think that that is so true. So you know, I think this this whole conversation, Deborah, about the power of our story because even reading Son of a Basque, what I thought, and I'm sure as you thought, as you were also helping to kind of bring this to life here is that here you have someone who understands what really matters in life. And I think as someone I thought about instantly about you when I was prepping for this, Deborah, because you know it's so easy for us to be recognized by the slashes after our name, right, or the titles that we're given. It was very obvious in reading this book that your grandfather understood what really mattered, family, peace of mind. Uh, being able to to find that sense of home. Was that one of the things that stood out to you as well?
0: Oh, for sure. I have very – the book really aligned with who he was authentically in real life, you know, because I spent every weekend as a kid, if not every other weekend, with my grandparents. They were together for over 50 years. They met during World War II. She was a war bride. And she was a little redhead. She looked like Lucy, and he looked like Ricky Ricardo. I mean, I used to say, you guys look like I love Lucy, because that's how they look to me. But my grandfather was all about, like, he was the first one up. He was making pancakes for all the grandkids. He loved having everybody in his home. He was the ultimate host, and very you felt welcomed in his presence and in his home. And where my grandmother was a little more reserved, he was the one that you felt the warmness from. And I just have those fond memories. And so when I was reading the book, I had no idea just how much he cared for his Basque heritage, even though he wasn't born in the Basque country. He was born in Chihuahua, Mexico. But he had heard the stories from his father about the Basque country. And so he was... He was intrigued by that culture, and he was intrigued by the Basque heritage. And that's, I think, what is so beautiful about the book, is that although he never really spent a lot of time there, he was intrigued by it, and he was intrigued by his roots.
1: Deborah, had you before...
0: If I had had that book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Deborah, I was going to ask you, just listening to you there, I'm curious... Had you had it been in your mind before that writing was something that you wanted to do?
0: Yes. I've always I've always enjoyed writing. I'm one of those people that likes to do the morning pages and the journal and and all of that. And I had just started writing a weekly blog. And it's very interesting because when I go back and read my first gosh My first 12 to 24 blogs, it's interesting the energy that I was feeling when I wrote because I was in the process of putting this book together, editing and rewriting. So a lot of the pages were missing. A lot of the characters didn't have a, uh, you know, the, the, the flow of the book. Like we had to make sense of, oh, well, wait a second. Is this character the same character that we're talking about now? And this, you know, so there was a lot of stuff that was kind of missing. So I had to take a lot of time to rewrite and edit and make sure that it all flowed. And during that time, I was writing a weekly blog. So it's so interesting how my writing evolved from working on this book.
1: And now here we are, I mean, with this book that you've been able to now, again, share with the world, and we're going to now talk about the response, to Deborah, for sure. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, end, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome actress, model, entrepreneur, and author, Deborah Drakes, to our program today. We're talking with her not only about the journey of helping to share the book, Son of a Bask with the World, but also... What it was like for her to kind of look at her grandfather, uh, Mark, and and to, to see not only his extraordinary journey but also his talent as well. So I want to talk about the response because as I referenced earlier, that TikTok video, Deborah. So talk to us about what it was like for you to already see that the the response coming in and the way people were enjoying the story.
0: I, there are no words. I mean, I literally was just like, I got so emotional because it's it's when I when I said. When I found the manuscript and when I started piecing it together, I, I said to myself, this is a must, when, and when things are a must, they get done. This is a must, and this is going to be a book. I don't know how. I've never done a book. I don't know who's going to help me along on the journey, but this is going to be a book. And so what I had done is I had sent some of my close friends advanced copies. Just I said, listen, even if you read just a couple chapters I just want to know what you think because I really did I wanted. I was curious to know if my friends you know because one thing for me to love it because it's my grandfather but I wanted to see how my and all of them came back to me and said I read it in two days it was so good and I mean and then people that follow me on my website that subscribe to my newsletter I offered them a copy of the book because I wanted to hear their honest because they don't know me And I've had so many emails come in. I got your book. Thank you so much. And I read it. And I already put a review on Amazon. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. (laughs) I mean, part of our gratitude for me, a first time published author, that's huge. You know, just to have that kind of response and love and everybody pouring into it. It's it. There are no words. It's just magical.
1: It, it is, and it it really is. I think a testament to how it how it important this was to you, Deborah. So I want to talk about that. Did you feel any added responsibility in sharing this particular story because it was so personal to you and your family?
0: Um. Yeah, I really did. I really wanted to keep it as authentic as I possibly could to how I found it, because that might he deserves that because it was he did such a great job with what he started out with and so what I ended up with was kind of a draft of his manuscript and so I wanted to keep it authentic to what his vision was and so I had to really go deep in that space to make sure that I didn't take it on a different journey and so that's why it's only 200 pages because I really didn't want to add my two cents. My rewriting came where things were missing and so you know who else can do that but but me really because I wanted to make sure I was really authentic with him and so that was the responsibility I think was just kind of really keeping it authentic as much as possible there were a few changes that were made but I don't think very noticeably and I think that what you read is authentically what he wrote and it's just It's powerful. It's a powerful book and it just shows one man's tenacity to having nothing having nothing and building such a life and a family and and a leader. He was a leader. He was courageous and he was a leader.
1: I thought an interesting connection to you and your current work, Deborah, is that as I mentioned earlier about where he actually found what was success for him, and that was not in anything more than what he was able to build at home and be. be. We're able to tell his own journey, though, in life, life lessons, the things that he's learned, and the impact he was able to have on others. Did you feel a connection with that, too? There's one incident that comes to mind, as I just said that, about the one individual he ended up getting physical with uh, but, but how later on, when meeting that person, knowing the impact that those encounters had on him uh, and the lessons that your own grandfather was able to learn, what was that like for you to think about as you kind of look at your own journey and where you are today in life?
0: It, it's remarkable because I saw so much of myself in what, where he's of service. He is, his whole life was about being of service how he could provide more, how he could add more value, how could, what could he create. You know, he wasn't just a leader. He was a creator. He loved creating and building. And I saw that in myself because I'm constantly reinventing and I take leadership roles all the time. And I'm constantly looking at ways to be of service. You know, now I'm a, a healing transformation coach you know, I work with people that are successful that are suffering quietly and they don't really know why. And it just kind of all ties together. It's, it's remarkable how once you start going down a path in life, it kind of all starts connecting and you know you're on the right path because all of a sudden something new shows up that aligns with what you're doing. And for me, working with people that are struggling that are successful but are struggling and they don't really know why. It's become a passion of mine because I did that for four decades. You know, it looked on the outside, you know, as an actress and a model that I had all this success, but on the inside I was just falling apart and suffering. How does that happen? You know, how does that happen? You know, because most people say, well, look at, they must have everything. They're on the cover of all these magazines or they're on TV or, you know, But it's not the case, and I think that there's a lot of healing that really needs to be looked at. And, you know, the last five years of my life have been all about being of service and community and helping. And and so as I was reading his book, I thought, wow, if this isn't serendipitous to where my life has taken me, And, you know, I adopted a school back in 2015 in Peru. I was on a kind of a philanthropic trip, and I fell in love with the school. The school had nothing. And I said to the person that took us on this trip who, you know, it's his money that we donate. I mean, it's his campaign, his fundraiser that we donate to. And I said, what if I just adopt this school? And then, you know, cut to 2019. I'm reading the book, and there's a part in the book where my grandfather's in Vietnam, and he's Gathering clothes from the United States for kids in Vietnam that have nothing. He made it his mission to get toys and clothes to these kids that had zero. And I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, chill. (laughs) So, yeah, there are so many similarities. And that's the beauty of leaving something behind for generations to come. So they can see, you know, that there is energy in that.
1: That is so true. And I think, too, in, in knowing that, you know, what is possible, what one person can do, but also the impact that we can have on others, I think those are all big lessons. So for our audience, that's just now finding out about the book, Deborah, what is your hope? Is they're able to discover your grandfather's life, to, to discover the book Son of a Basque? what do you hope the book does for them in reaching them where they are?
0: I hope it inspires anyone who reads the book and sees the magic in the book. I hope it inspires them to write their story because everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. And whether or not it, it becomes a book is really irrelevant. It's, it's about leaving something for generations to come. There's an importance there. It's, it's you know, history leaves clues, And how beautiful would it be if I had journals from all my past relatives that are no longer with me? I mean, I would appreciate that very much, just to know the things that they went through and know more about my family and the links and the, you know, because what happens is sometimes I think we have, we start a family and we forget, or at least I know, I think I did, I forgot the importance of, Having my kids know all the links, you know, my father's parents, my mother's parents, their siblings, where everybody kind of comes from and how that affects them, it's, it's kind of cool, really. When, when I really got into this project, it opened up so many other discussions. And so that's my hope. I hope that people read the story and they think, I relate to this. I should write my story.
1: Right. And that's it. All of us have one, just being able to share it for sure. Again, everyone, Deborah Driggs has been our guest. Son of a Basque is the book. It's out now. You all can get your own copy through our friends at Amazon.com or order it from Deborah as well. Deborah, let our audience know how they can stay connected with you.
0: I would love it. Please connect with me because everything in life is about connection. My website is my name, DeborahDriggs.com. It's D-R-I-G-G-S, and I would love if you subscribe to my newsletter. Lots of value. And by the way, I'm hosting a live Zoom event to take questions and answers about the book. If you've ever thought about writing a book, subscribe to my newsletter and join me live on Zoom. I'd love to have you.
1: All right. That's a great invitation there. Again, Deborah, congratulations to you. Thank you so much for spending the time with us and looking forward to speaking with you again.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: God Love bless. You're welcome, and God bless you as well, Deborah. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.